0: What is up, everyone? Welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire offseason. Make sure you check out slash Dallas and Primetime, as always, brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show, a family-owned business for over 65 years. Stay tuned for that. Tonight, we will discuss the Cowboys' day three pick that the front office and the coaching staff might be higher on than we originally thought. And we'll look at a specific quote that made me bring this topic up on primetime. Next, we will look at the schedule updates because we know about the Cowboys playing the Packers. That's official for week 10. We'll dive into that a little bit later on the show. And finally, we'll close things out as we do every Wednesday night with the one cool thing segment. Now, let's start this show off right away because the Cowboys discussed John Ridgway, and this is coming from Dallas Cowboys website. This is Jones after the draft talking about the defensive tackle out of Arkansas that the Cowboys picked with the 178th pick in the NFL draft towards the end of the fifth round, closer to the start of the sixth round than the start of the fifth. But anyways, the quote is, he is a unique pick for us. Relative to how we pick most years with the Dallas Cowboys, we usually have lesser size and more quickness. Bohana has that, but of course, long with the size. And then this upcoming portion of the quote is what raised an eyebrow for me. Because he followed that up, talking about his take on the pick. And this is Jones again. I'm really good with the pick. And this is Jerry Jones, because with our defense against the running back, I've always held my breath on getting big boy in there. This is a real statement in my mind with Dan and head coach Mike McCarthy as to how we are going to address the run game when we get into the playoffs, which we are sure to have. Mike was sitting there all day going playoffs, playoffs. Remember the playoffs. That really is not only a great pick, but he is also a hell of a competitor. So first things first, let me, and we will break down the quote here because I do believe it's interesting. First things first though, Timothy says, I like this pick. Gregory says, Ridgway is a beast. Let me know in the chat, how would you grade the John Ridgway pick at 178 overall? How would you grade that pick in particular for the Dallas Cowboys in the NFL draft that just took place, uh, what was it, two weeks ago already? Man, time flies. Time flies, especially when you're talking Cowboys football. Now, while you give me your grades and before I give you mine, let me talk to you about our friends over at freemanmazda.net because the ride of the week is the new 2022 Mazda CX-30. It starts at only $29,515. It's got adaptive cruise control, all-wheel drive, rain sensing wipers, and a feature that is pretty unique, pretty special, the Wi-Fi hotspot. I don't know about you, but that's a game changer for me, having a Wi-Fi hotspot on the vehicle. Now it also comes with Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto. And if you're like me and it's always in the look uh, looking for, you know, charging your phone, but not only that, having access to some of your apps, I'm a baseball nut, and true Apple CarPlay, I can actually click on the baseball games that I want to listen to on the radio pretty easily. That's a Mazda CX-30. Check it out over at freemanmazda.net, a family-owned business for over 65 years, A-plus customer service, and of course, a wide range of new Mazda vehicles. Once more, that is freemanmazda.net. Some of your answers here on the John Ridgeway pick. Whew. For a moment there, I thought I had closed the window and I was about to panic massively, but I just minimized it. So we're good. We're still on the show. Uh, Dallas Young says B. Tommy915 goes with a B as well. Gregory with the A+. Plus. Michael says, good pick, considering the upside that he has. and and that's actually kind of the way I, I would argue that that's the one thing that maybe I'm not super excited about. My answer is actually a B plus says same as toxic Tom. I give it an a B plus. Because we know about the athlete problem with John Ridgway. And I don't know if I still have this graphic. Let me look for it real quick. But the Cowboys draft class was pretty athletic overall. They were eighth in the NFL in average relative athletic score, which tries to put together the 40-yard dash, the bench press, the cone drills, and all of that. It it tries to narrow it down to a number from 1 to 10. And with, with John Bridgeway, that was actually the worst pick for the Cowboys. Again, specifically from an athletic standpoint, that doesn't necessarily translate to how good of a player you are. But that's the one concern maybe that I have there. I will give it a B B+. But here's what I want to get to. Last week, we put together here on the show on primetime, a 53-man, way-too-early roster projection. And I think that many of us have discussed this by now. We did so after the draft, when we were recapping the picks and all of that. We were talking about John Ridgeway. Is he a direct competitor to Quinton Vohana? And the logic for us being that the Cowboys will not carry two true nose tackles on their 53-man roster like Richway and Quinton. Our logic at first seemed to be only one of them is going to make the roster who's going to gain that edge. I said that I was a part of this group when we put together this early projection for the roster of the Cowboys. But now I'm sitting here Listening to this quote or reading about this quote, and I'm second guessing myself because it does feel to me like there's a trend here, especially when you listen to that quote from Jerry Jones. He's a unique pick for us relative to how we pick most years with the Dallas Cowboys. This is what Jones said. He talked about the size, and then he mentioned Mike McCarthy talking about remember the playoffs. Uh, thinking about the playoffs, and they're talking about their run game here. They're talking about the fact that when the Cowboys played the 49ers in January, they got destroyed in the run game. Let's call it what it is. The Cowboys ended up as the 20th run defense in terms of EPA per play, and that was reflected on a poor performance versus the 49ers rushing attack in the playoffs, a game that the Cowboys lost at home in the first round. So I start to get the feeling that maybe the Cowboys are indeed changing their opinion when it comes to the defensive tackle position. Does it does it start to feel a little bit to you like maybe this team is changing its mind from a front office standpoint when it comes to having big dudes at, at the nose tackle position, and maybe this has to do with Dan Quinn, of course. That would make a lot of sense. But before, we didn't we didn't we weren't used to the Cowboys investing this much in nose tackles, and we've even joked about this on primetime before. That oh, there's no way the Cowboys pick, for example, Jordan Davis with the twenty fourth pick because they're not going to invest that much in a one technique slash nose tackle. I'm starting to get the feeling that that mentality is changing for them. And we saw a day-trip pick at the position for the Cowboys in 2021, and we are seeing another one for Dallas in 2022. My question from me to you guys is, is the bigger defensive tackle strength something or nothing in Dallas? Do you think that this is a sign that the Cowboys could be investing more in these big boy defensive tackles because they want a fix for their run defense. Now, of course, that's not the only step that you need to take in order to fix that unit, but it might be a big step if you can get some big guys there and they turn out to to work out, right? Uh, Gregory says something Michael says not totally changed mindset one technique or they would have taken Davis Wait Davis was Davis was off the board. wasn't he though? Uh, Gregory says something nothing yet for toxic Tom. Professor says nothing in my opinion. Kenneth Fraser says something. I will say I will say it is something. I will say to the Cowboys and this might be because of Dan Queen. they might be more willing to carry, for example, Quinton Vohana and and John Bridgeway on the roster because they want to have those two big guys. Now, Quinton, as a rookie, played 20% of the snaps, and I actually was surprised by how high that number was because I thought that it was significantly less with all of the rotation going on with Oza, Neville Gallimore, Carlos Watkins, that maybe they are not nose tackles but they are going to play more because that's what the Cowboys like to use. However, I wouldn't be surprised if both of them make the roster and if both of them have relatively high snap counts as the Cowboys try to bolster up the run defense of the Cowboys. Lunatic says nothing with an emphatic and capital N. So a nothing for Lunatic. Dallas John, however, says something. So we're getting some disagreements here on the show. Maybe, maybe a little bit of a difficult call to make. Now, Professor O uh, elaborates, saying, mostly just because it's such a heavy passing league. So these big defensive tackles won't even play that many snaps to begin with. I think they would prefer to have Oza plus Gallimore on the field more often than not. I will agree with that. I will strongly agree with that. I think that even if they carry Wuhan and Ridgway, they're not likely to play that much. However, I will say, I think it's very likely that they, uh, it's likely that they carry both of them on the roster. Whereas just a week ago, I didn't feel that way. But after reading those comments from Jerry Jones, talking about the size, talking about Mike McCarthy, driving home the point of remember the playoffs and remember what happened to us and remember that you need, to, you need to defend the run a little bit better when push comes to shove. That's something to me. And that's almost exclusively the reason why I'm going with something. Samuel Rose saying, remember the playoffs. An interesting quote from, from Mike McCarthy, for sure. David Johnson says most of the players that they took play with a different attitude. We've changed the mindset in one draft. And shout out to Skywalker Steele, who actually talked about the attitude era in Dallas. And hey, hopefully, the, the nastiness of each and every one of these players is reflected on how the Cowboys approach football. I've always had somewhat of an issue with that, though. And I don't know if it fits me. Or or if it's something that that we get as a fan. Here's what I mean. Let me let me rewind a little bit. Whenever a team starts losing ball games and say that they lose two games, two straight games, or or three of them, or or they have a painful loss in the playoffs like the Cowboys did versus the 49ers, a lot of the times we want to explain it through the attitude argument. Oh, they just they didn't want it bad enough and that sounds all right and that sounds maybe a little bit romantic for sports but sometimes I, I do think it it kind of forces away forces us away from the reason why they actually lost and and sometimes it's that they just didn't play better than the opposing team and that's so, so obvious, yet we try to sugarcoat it, in my opinion, sometimes with the attitude conversation. Sometimes it's not about attitude. Sometimes it's just about not being the best football team of the showdown that we just witnessed. And I think it, it kind of serves as a bias for us trying to just hide it with, oh, it, 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 it didn't show up the attitude and all of that. Uh, Sam Monroe says, were you alive for the attitude, Eremo? I don't know, Samuel. Because honestly, I, I don't follow pro wrestling. And the the thing that I understood from Sky's show is that that was something from pro wrestling. Am I am I wrong? Because if it is from pro wrestling, then I don't know. I didn't. I, I don't follow pro wrestling. I watch the YouTube clips. I'm like the filthy casual among the filthy casuals. I will watch the YouTube clips, and yet I don't think ever in my life have i have i sat down to watch a pro wrestling event from start to finish (laughs) that's i I do want to try it though wwe era (laughs) professor o says attitude is great but these damn penalties uh turnover margin plus penalty differential are two of the biggest factors in win probability the cowboys fared pretty well on the turnover margin thanks to them leading the NFL in takeaways with so many interceptions and all of that, yet they struggled in the penalty department. And the turnover margin, it's volatile. So kind of difficult to count on that remaining the same in 2022, maybe. Joey Vela says, I hope that more of Dan Quinn's vibe rubs off on more players these years. Attitude and effort is 100%. And you know, with Dan Quinn... That has been something that just about every player has pointed out. The way that he approaches players, the way that he teaches the game, and that's more than the attitude and the effort that he brings to the table. How he teaches is what I have found that might be Dan Quinn's biggest strength as a defensive coordinator, right? Now, I agree with Professor O regarding the penalties because we we low-key discussed this when talking about Trevor Penning, pre-draft when we said oh yeah everyone is in love with Penning's nastiness but just wait for the first penalty that's called on him and Cowboys Nation will absolutely uh break down so what I'm saying in in, in short is that I'm excited about the attitude of these players I'm more excited about the athleticism and the speed and the explosiveness and all of that uh I'm romantic when it comes to sports. I like sports movies and all of that uh, old-fashioned stories. I love the Kentucky Derby, rich strike win at the last moment. And yet, I kind of hesitate to tell you, oh, yes, the Cowboys' new draft picks have this attitude that's going to change things in Dallas. I would pump the brakes a little bit on that, but that's just me. That's how I look at things. Uh, Dean says, "Which player are we talking about? We were talking with the about a day trip pick that the Cowboys are higher on. That was John Richway. In case you want to go back and listen to that, you can do so, of course. However, with this attitude conversation, it's more about everyone on, on the class, basically. Tyler Smith, who is nasty. Uh, Sam Williams is uh, as well. Jalen Tolbert is also physical." Anyways, guys, moving on, moving on to the next topic. There was a schedule update in the NFL for the Dallas Cowboys. And on Monday, we discussed the three games that made the most sense for week one for the Cowboys, especially outside of the NFC East. And one of the of the games that we touched on was Cowboys at the Packers. It turns out that that's officially not happening because that will be a week 10 game for the Cowboys and Green Bay at 325 Central Time. This has been confirmed by the Cowboys, by the Packers. This is taking place. There are also some rumors out there. Don't believe them too much. Uh, At the end of the day, we're one day away from learning what the actual schedule looks like. So, don't get to carry it away, but there have been some rumors around social media and reports that you never know how accurate those are that say that the Cowboys will actually play the Cincinnati Bengals in Thanksgiving. That would be kind of a surprise maybe because RJ Ochoa from Blogging the Boys pointed out that every time that Fox carries a Cowboys Thanksgiving game, they play Washington almost exclusively. So let's wait on that. However, this one is already official. Cowboys at Packers, 325 p.m. Central Time. Uh, I'd be shocked if that happens, says Professor Rowe with the Cincy game. Yeah, that that's, I don't know. I want to wait on that one as well. Perfect is not a dog. We're talking about Perfect. Uh, Toxic Tom says, Perfect was nasty, LOL. Got old school vibes around him. Vontae's perfect was, hey, I agree with David. Perfect, not a dog. He was a jackass. I agree with David. That was more than being a dirty player. <laughs> that was more about a shove at the end of the play. That was intentionally seeking to hurt somebody on the playing field, and that just cannot fly in in the NFL. But it does with Vontae's perfect. Chavez says the Cowboys offense and defense were predictable after eight games in 2021. So, so some leftover frustration. And I believe that's definitely valid. Michael says, Mo, why are we going to Minnesota for the second year in a road? The Cowboys have a road game versus the Minnesota Vikings. I would have to sit down with a little bit more time to give you the exact answer as to as to why, but the the because we know, so the Cowboys are not playing the or they are they're playing the whole NFC North. So I'm guessing that they that that last year they played the Vikings because of their position within the conference. I'm guessing, and now it's they're playing the division, so that's different. I need to sit down with Kellen Moore and reintroduce him to bunch formation. It solves a lot of our issues, and also just more 12 personnel. We know, and we talked about this a lot on prime time. 12 personnel made sense for the Cowboys. They were efficient when running uh, 12 personnel, and yet they walked away from it. All right, guys. So that's the schedule update. Tomorrow night we will learn more about it. There is also there is this Twitter account. <laughs> There is this Twitter account that that's, that's called NFL Skechule Leaks. I don't trust it at all, but there was this tweet going around that the Cowboys will actually play the Jaguars in week one. And we were joking about on the ADC Sports Dallas uh, group chat. They were saying, oh, man, that would be a bad game for week one. And I got to say, I wouldn't hate it. <laughs> I know that most of Cowboys Nation would absolutely hate it, but Trevor Lawrence is my guy. And I could enter this pin zone very easily hyping up Trevor Lawrence for this game and just talking about why it actually will be an exciting game, even though the Jaguars are coming from back-to-back, number one overall pick, bottom of the league seasons. But we'll see. We, We will see. Hey, Kenneth Fraser, I appreciate you. For that comment, Mauricio, you're a great commentator. Thank you for uh, thank you for your for your words, and of course, we're here live every Sunday through Thursday night. So thank you for the support. Professor O says, "We played Carolina on the route on the road four times in a row in a five years span at one point." Oh, I didn't know that. So that's a bit of trivia for for um, Professor O. Kevin Knight says Lawrence. Really? Yeah, I'm, I am I, I will admit, I'm a Clemson Tigers fan since 2011 when Tatch Boyd was just dropping bombs to DeAndre Hopkins and Sammy Watkins. And honestly, objectively, if you watch the Jaguars games closely, and it's super valid if you haven't done so, because who watched Jaguars games last year? Trevor Lawrence showed a lot of what we wanted him to show. He showed poise in the pocket, moving around and having that accuracy while on the move. And I'm not talking necessarily while on the run, just that pocket awareness, climbing the pocket, sliding out of it, all of that. He, he was pretty good with all of that. Ball placement is there. Give me a hey, uh, 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 don't sell your stock on Trevor Lawrence, is what I'm trying to say. Toxic Tom says Doug Peterson and his visor and his new visor. Uh, Ninja says strength of schedule is BS. You can't gauge strength solely off the previous season, which is why when when I talk about strength of schedule and I haven't on tonight's show, I always specify if we're discussing strength of schedule based on last year's record, because I agree with Ninja there. It might give you an idea, but it's only a vague idea. I look at strand of schedule based on the projected win totals for the team. And of course, Vegas is not always right. But you can get a more accurate picture of what the expectations are for each team. What is up, Stephen? Thank you for tuning in to the show. Uh, Trevor Lawrence's Todd Cook will be just fine. So before we get out of here, ladies and gentlemen, it is Wednesday night. So what we do every Wednesday for those of you who are new to the show is what's your one cool thing of the week? This can be anything sports-related, non-sports-related, work-related, personal, whatever you want to share, sort of a feel-good space, what is your one cool thing of the week? Let me know in the Facebook chat, in the YouTube chat, and tonight, once more, I have something of a show and tell because i got a piece of memorabilia for the dallas cowboys this is a purchase of course for the cowboys and i'm excited to show it off to you guys this is a white helmet of the dallas cowboys and i do love the colors man i I do love the colors it's not the traditional helmet and, and and most of the time I don't know how to feel about this but let me show it to you it's icy i uh, look at the bars they're black the black and white here I, I really appreciated this this is pretty cool I believe uh it's icy and I that's my one cool thing of of this week put it on Moses toxic Tom I don't think I can actually well I could but I'm not gonna <laughs> thank you guys uh all right i'm jelly (laughs) now people are people are talking about being jealous (laughs) oh no come on it's it's from prime time that's a sharp look because timothy ninja described it as sexy af and kevin knight says slick yeah i liked it (laughs) thank you guys let's see some of your one cool things though uh toxic tom my cat got out of the hospital he literally has nine lives Toxic Tom, I know that you were talking about your cat uh, throughout the week. So I'm excited that he's out of the hospital. Uh, you know, hopefully he or or she recovers. I know that you're supposed to say it. I refuse though. Uh, Mo will be 50 years old, says Michael, and still look like he is 20 years old. Uh, probably, I hope, hopefully. <laughs> uh, the weather is, uh, Joey Vella, I got engaged This Mother's Day, Mauricio. Joey, that's amazing. Congratulations. That is one cool thing. The Kenneth Fraser, the weather in Syracuse, New York is 80 outside. Finally, so pretty decent weather there. Uh, Thank you for that. Let's see some of your one cool thing. Joe says, my cool thing of the week is my mama's meatballs, says Joe, who's watching from Italy. That's amazing. Hey, hopefully you you can enjoy those. I, I do love uh meatballs i'm a fan uh let's see let's see that's awesome for the cat this is charlene evans thank you to valerie who's watching uh from virginia if i'm not mistaken i saw i, I thought i saw someone mention uh valerie from virginia on, on the chat here let's see one cool thing says dallas young oh man and i can relate i, I can relate so i'm excited dallas young One cool thing is that I graduated on Monday. I am a free man. Congratulations to Dallas Young on his graduation. That's amazing. Hopefully I can share that one cool thing with you guys in about a month or so here on Prime Time. We'll be 99 degrees in Texas next Thursday, says Michael. Professor O, I finally finished watching film on all of our undrafted free agents so I can close the book on the draft, LOL. Says so Professor O. That's one cool thing as well. But anyways, guys, thank you for tuning in to the show. Thank you for sharing your one cool things. I will see you tomorrow night, Thursday, to close out the week here on Primetime. I hope that you have a tremendous Wednesday night. Enjoy the rest of your night. And thank you for tuning in to the show. Make sure you hit the like button. Share the stream. Every like allows us to put this show in front of more Cowboys fans as we continue to grow the ADC Sports Dallas community. Primetime, as always, brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net, a family-owned business for over 65 years. Check it out for all your vehicle needs. Thank you, guys. I will see you tomorrow night. Toxic Tom says, Mo looked at Disney's quarterly earnings. Mick is not happy. I actually have not seen them, Toxic Tom. I I have been swamped which is cool but i will i will i didn't know that they it didn't work out for them anyways guys thank you and i will see you tomorrow night see you